Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Every other week, we'll discuss an aspect of relationships, covering topics such as wellness, marriage, motherhood, dating, politics, religion, entertainment, and more. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending some time with us. Now, let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Pasa Pasa! Time? Okay, we made it to episode two. Welcome, 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 everybody. Okay, let's do roll call real quick. Um, Carrie? Here, <laughs> Shar here. Dea, <laughs> Dea, <laughs> good enough for me. Is Soap here? Yes, sir. Oh Jesus, <laughs> we are ready okay. today. <laughs> everybody's ready today. Okay, well, since everybody's here, um. Actually, before we actually delve into the topic, um, we thought it was important to give everybody a, a, sorry, a brief background on how the podcast got started. Um, before I do that, though, I want to big up everybody who listened to the, the podcast so far, all of our previous episodes. Um, it's been really rough with the technical difficulties, but I know I can't speak for everybody when I say that your support is greatly appreciated. Um, when the podcast was in kind of like the baby baby stages in our imagination, our goal was really never to reach the masses. Um, we really initially thought of it as a way of reliving our in-depth conversations that we used to have. So things used to happen and we used to talk about it in our group chat. I know everybody have their group chat moments. Um, and we would say this should definitely be a podcast, but we never really thought of, oh, let's monetize this, like make it into a big thing. That was never our goal. So we appreciate everybody that's listened so far. Um, and we're hoping that it will be, it will just get better as time goes on. Um, so let's go back into um, like a background. Um, so for as long as kind of I've been a parent, I've practically been a single parent. Um, once I got divorced though, it felt a lot harder to... Um, do everything, I guess. Uh, so I, I kind of underestimated how much change affects everything and everyone around it, around me. Um, so I realized early last year that I was overstretching myself. I was doing too much, saying yes to everything, uh, taking on too many things. And I decided that I really needed to figure out how to take a step back. So I hopped off of social media pretty much um, and I started immersing myself in like positive environments, um, things that would change my outlook, started listening to like wellness stuff, parenting stuff, um, relationship podcasts. I know that Carrie especially used to send me um, things from like therapists on like Instagram, on Facebook, and just trying to, if, if since I, I was doing the um, social media thing, it was just positive things and trying to better myself. Um, so that's when I realized that I had to deal with my quote unquote unhealed trauma. I see that so much now and I never used to say that before. Like before it was, 
okay, you're just tired or you're stressed, but now it's a lot about unhealed trauma. So I realized that I had to deal with that. And so here I, I guess here I am dealing with that. Um, so yeah, um, so putting off finding a therapist after that for a very long time. Um, and I don't know how many of, have I ever talked to you guys about finding a therapist? I guess outside of Carrie, because Carrie's probably the only one I know that actually has a therapist that I used to talk to about this. Did I talk to you guys about finding a therapist? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I can yeah, only I imagine the look on your faces. <laughs> anyway, so for the longest I was putting off finding a therapist, there was lots of excuses about it. And then I realized that I needed to make it a priority. And then even during this time, when we were talking about this, when we were talking about the podcast, oh, we should do it, oh, we should do it, and we're doing research into it. Um, it was a lot of money. So in our world, we just didn't have the money for it, or the sponsorship, or the equipment, or really anything to deal with, like do with starting a podcast. So we'll put it out of our mind, not to mention that when we were thinking of starting a podcast, it was really for Lati. We're going to bring Lati on one day because... That is going to be a treat for everybody. Um, for one of these episodes, we're going to bring Lati because she was the reason why we were initially saying we should start a podcast. But I think Lati's life needs to be more of a vlog than a podcast. So I think this is better suited for us than it is for her. But we will bring her on at one point or another. Um, but yeah, so we were playing with the idea. And then we, all these excuses came up and... Um, we just didn't do it. And then I actually, one of my IG friends, so my friend in my head, I don't know if you guys have friends in your head, but I have lots of friends in my head. But I'm like, yes, that's my friend when that, I don't even, I've never met this person a day in my life. Um, so <laughs> Philippa Hogarth Johnson, um, AKA Snow White Hoagie, Phil, if you're listening, big up yourself. Uh, actually, Phil is a product of Andrews, like Shar. So big up Andrews. Of Even course. though maybe I shouldn't say big up Andrews. <laughs> Bring up uh, big up Arden. Big up Arden first, then big up Andrews. Don't be a hater. Seaport. What? Seaport. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, big up Arden. Anyway, so she uh Philippa actually started a podcast and she made it sound so easy. So I said Okay, ladies, we're starting a podcast. That's it. There are no more excuses. If she can start it, we can start it. It's that is really true. not that serious. I felt threatened. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, ain't no threatening. It's just she made it sound so easy. There was no money involved outside, like, literally no money, because she started it without any mics, any system, just our phone. She just laid on in our bed and was like, I'm going to start it. And I was like, if it's that easy, there needs to be no excuse. And if it's going to help, with on this wellness journey that I, I mean specifically I'm on and I know this will help you guys with your wellness journey then why not so then the next step was figuring out the name which was such a process um so we already knew that the the podcast was going to be about relationships so we decided that it would the word relationships has to be in it because it's about all aspects of relationships we kind of as we discussed in like maybe it was a teaser, um, we kind of talked about the fact that we're kind of are all in a different place in our lives right now. 
how I make it work together. So all of it is stemmed around relationships. Um, the next part of it, though, completely tied to our culture. So we had to find something that tied us all together culture-wise. Um, and if no one else, I mean, if you guys don't know, if you're, I guess if you're not from Jamaica or you're not know of the culture, pasa uh, pasa means to chat, converse, or even to gossip. I mean, in our case, we're not trying to gossip, but if that's what you consider it, then yes, because at some point we're going to try to gossip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that's where relationship pasa pasa um initially came from so i guess to segue back to the topic um we decided today that we since th this is the reason why we started the, the podcast we were going to talk about um the superwoman syndrome where I mean, I'm sure everybody know what the superwoman syndrome is, but we can discuss that afterwards. Um, so um, during one of my sessions, the, my therapist said, by the way, I did find a, a therapist. And during oh, one yay! of my... What's that? <laughs> <laughs> during one of my sessions, my therapist pulled the, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if any, how many of you have heard that? I'm sure everybody has heard that yep. you can't pour from an empty cup. As much as I'm like, yes, I get it. I cannot pour from an empty cup, but it's so hard to, even if you're dripping out of the cup, it's so hard to not like pour the cup over. So um, I guess in, in our, my world, initially, I want to figure out what do I do just for me? It really got me thinking after that, like, what do I do just for me? And actually in one of my sessions, my therapist did ask me that. What do, what do you do just for you? Um, so before I answer that, I wanted to ask you guys, what do you do just for you? And I guess not just like, I, I don't even know what you guys are going to say, but it has to be guilt-free also. Like if you do it and then you feel guilty, because one of the things I always say is, what do I do just for me? And I always say travel. I travel for me. I don't take the kids. I don't really take anybody. I spend my money. Everybody's like, oh, you have money. I don't have no money. I save the money and I spend it on traveling and I do it for me. <laughs> I do. But I don't have no money. I just want that to be clear. Um, but yeah, I mean, but that's not guilt-free because while I'm there, I feel guilty. I should be with my kids. This is time that I could be spending with my kids. So she's like, you can't, that's not something you can say. You don't travel guilt-free. So you need to find something guilt-free that you do for yourselves. So I'm going to throw it over to you guys to see if anybody wants to tell me what they do guilt-free for themselves. Char, maybe? Char? We're all searching for answers over here. <laughs> guilt Is the guilt-free the guilt put our wrench into the plan? really kind of knocked us because they're like guilt free yeah because you always I, feel like there's something else you should be doing or you could be doing mm -hmm. i feel like the only time i get to guilt free is when i'm like so overwhelmed that i care not anymore then it's well because it's like you don't have any cares to give but well if you go to the gym do you feel guilty when you go to the gym like i should be doing something else other than going to the gym no but that's not definitely <laughs> one of the things. i definitely don't do that for fun 
no but you do that i never said what or when i'm like doing other things i'm like you know you could prioritize going to the gym because that's better for you but i don't but when you you make me feel like i did something for my health i did something for me even if i had to force my way through it Right, but that's doing something for you, guilt free. You don't feel guilty when you go to the gym. You feel good. Like once you're done, you feel good. Yeah, but I guess I thought it should be fun too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what do you do fun? What fun things do you do for yourself? Mm -hmm. Sophie, honestly, I'm really sitting here thinking like, Sophia, what do you do for yourself that is guilt free and fun? Now, Everybody knows that I love hair, but definitely not guilt-free because doing the hair, I'm taking away time from with my daughter or cleaning my house or cooking or something. So I do feel bad while doing it, even though personally, I really, really do enjoy it. So the guilt-free part is the part that I'm really struggling with finding something that I really do that I don't feel bad doing. Like, I, I, I really don't know. Well, maybe this is a conundrum. That's right. Our obligation to all these things and probably no obligation to ourselves because why we feel guilty doing this, like a few things that we like. Exactly. That is the question. That's the question she posed to me. And I'm like, but, but, but I could be. And she's like, yes, but if you don't do it for yourself and don't feel bad about doing it for yourself, you cannot do anything for anybody else. Mm. And I was like, I get it, right? I get it. But it's so much easier said than done in my world yeah so much easier because yes as I said I travel for me I travel because I need a break from the kids I need a break from life I need to see the world there's so many positive things about traveling but while I'm traveling I'm like my kids need me I could be at work doing this work is piling up all these things that I also think about I will say I think when you um I'll speak for myself because I don't have children. I, there are a couple of things I feel like I can do and not be guilty about doing. Mm-hmm. Um, traveling is one of them. Running is another one. If I go running, it feels liberating in a lot of ways. And I don't feel like I should be doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, getting yogurt is. <laughs> She's serious guys. Yeah, she yeah, drives yeah, yeah. Getting yogurt. Yeah, She's like, I'm going to go get yogurt. Legit. <laughs> yogurt oh this is serious legit it is very important but i think the yogurt is good but i think a large part of that journey to get yogurt is it allows time for me to think i tend to overthink a lot and it gives me a really nice scenic ride to debrief and process whatever i have going on and then i get to yogurt and then i have a a great bowl of yogurt and then i go home so i think there are just a few things when you ask that question that comes to mind that I don't feel guilty about uh, doing and they make me feel great. They make me feel relaxed. I feel like I've done something healthy for myself in that moment. So, but I also don't have children. I feel right. like that's like the ultimate like, yeah, guilt. When you have right? kids, it's like a whole different ball game because now you, you find that you don't think about yourself much anymore. It's always the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids. Like you put yourself on the back burner. Right. I know for me personally, since I gave birth, it's almost like I forgot what I Sophia likes because everything I think about now is Elizabeth. Like, mm-hmm. how will this affect Elizabeth? You know? So mm-hmm. uh, the guilt free part, boy, I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the tough part. I always wonder if men go through this. Like, I need oh, more to go do this, but they what don't. about my family? Not at all. <laughs> they will buy that ticket a heartbeat and they're out. And they'll they will when they if they feel like it when they reach, they will call him like, Yep, I'm a, I've arrived. How's the child doing? <laughs> I I do not think guys um prioritize because- or even think about the things that female I don't think they do. Is it because we don't trust them with the child so you're still thinking about right. if the child's okay because technically it's two parents so if the child's with the other parent they should be okay but I feel like many right. mothers will say um <laughs> I need to check on my child I don't right. think so is that, that is that a cultural thing mm. or maybe we think it's our responsibility as the that's more it right it's right it's, I wouldn't say I don't trust like how the could child she not father. check on the child, right? Right. Like as the and mother, I mean, you're supposed mm, to that's call why in wouldn't to check. you right? Like a good mother will call in to check to make sure the child is fine. The father will call in the morning and they'll call when they go to the bed at night. They're not gonna call twenty you know, five times throughout the day. Did so and so eat, but, did blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the mom now feels like I gotta call you at certain times that I know that the child's supposed to be doing certain things. Like, did you give her her bath? Did she eat? Did you change it? Like, the mom feels maybe it is a cultural thing. Now you have me really thinking. It sure is, because that's all I see and know. Because if they teach you, my coworkers are like this. True. My coworkers. No, but culturalism maybe westerns. I don't know what culture. Just our culture now. Maybe culture of the day, like in time. Well, well, I can't say that because even in Jamaica, you have men who, and it's the cultural thing. Like nobody can, I will, I will stand behind this. Men, even in Jamaica will have a million kids with a a million different baby mothers. And that's because they are allowed to not have the responsibility of taking care of the kids, except Mm -hmm. for if they're required to do it financially. Mm Mm-hmm. No, That's no true. mother is saying, come and pick up your kids and take them to school. Make sure you pick them up from school, feed them. No mother is taking, doing that. You have the kid, you make sure the child is fed. Now you can chase your baby father and make sure that he gives you money to take care of these kids. But even in Jamaica, I really, talking about American culture is, is kind of what I see. And what I see about, it really is about child support. Um, That's true. And I kind of have experienced that because I am divorced and um, it has been my responsibility to take care of my children. Um, but I, I think I just know to do that and do that. I don't think if yeah, it was a culture when, for when both a, parents. Um, when a family split too, you'll find that most times it's the father that walks out. You, you rarely, I mean, it happens, but you rarely see a mom walking away. Like I'm leaving this family. It happens. Please people out there, out there in the world, yes, I know it happens. Man, don't beat me up. However, <laughs> it's not the norm. You'll more, more see the fathers walking away because it's almost as if they just know, I can walk away and the, ch- the mother will take care of the child. You Correct. Know? So, yeah. And we don't hold them responsible either. Yeah, it's so- almost our fault also. Like we'll, we're saying, listen, these are my kids. They're going to be okay if they're with me. I'm going to take them. And then the father's off the hook. So it kind of yeah. is our fault either, but we were raised like that. Like I yeah. literally was raised to make sure, you, make sure your kids are okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I also think sometimes when we talk through like all the things we're supposed to do as women, women. 
it's right. it's almost it's like a it's a very dangerous conversation about what you should do because it carries over into you should have children you should get married you should correct so all this list of shoulds right <laughs> right and it's like okay well who made these should rules because <laughs> true freedom means you're doing what you want to do and what makes you happy I also think part of the things I should do is almost like we feel rewarded when we do the things we should do versus sometimes the things that make us happy Mm, so right. if we're doing a million things and it's like oh my god this is so stressful but our culture our tribe our society rewards us doing all these things it's like you're the strong black woman you got this you gonna do all right. of these things and right. it's almost to your detriment sometimes but it's like if you're dead doing it that's okay because right you died doing the right thing it's like, right. oh, um, really? Right. So but then it sets you up for being an overachiever. Yes. And I also think it's a personal thing, too. Like you sometimes, I know I feel good sometimes. I've looked back at things and I was like, why was I doing that? Like I was doing the most. The most. <laughs> <laughs> but you feel good. Like you get so much reinforcement sometimes when you're out here doing the most and burning yourself out you to the do ground. get a lot of good reinforcement yes yes people are like oh you're working so yeah. hard yeah burning yourself down to the ground yeah but, but i mean <laughs> i think that's also a uh i don't know especially with social media like for the for example i heard the other day about a woman who got her um what was it her graduate degree so a master's or a phd or something while she was on maternity leave and i was everybody yes this is how you do it no 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 <laughs> this is not the new standard what? this cannot be the new standard do not do it like this people you will yeah. die <laughs> what, what the heck how long was your maternity leave that's my question <laughs> listen what degree what degree do you get in three months? I'm confused. We have logistical questions about <laughs> Listen. Listen, there are people out there doing this. Six months maybe getting your graduate degree. I don't know. In three months? I don't maybe she got six she months. There are people who get six months. Good countries where they get a whole year. But even a year, what degree grad degree in a year? In one year, well, depending on how many classes full you time. Take, so. If you're not really on maternity leave, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I guess apparently she was on maternity leave. We live in a but these are the new people will absolutely encourage right, and we see this all the time. People are like, yeah, yeah, you work really hard. You're burning the midnight oil on both ends. It's like you you on the grind, and it's like I, right. I appreciate a good grind, right? Sometimes you have to put your head down and get some work done, but I think we do have to prioritize self-care and make right. that part of the norm. Right. And that's not yet a part of the norm. And the it thing is, is that we're moving, we're moving in that direction where, um, where um, people are saying, okay, wellness is important. Wellness is important. Wellness is important. And they're pushing that and it becomes cool to do these things, but it also, means that we have to squeeze it in into our now already you can't drop something else and do it you can't make right. yourself a priority and stop doing all, the, all these other things because everybody is doing as you said the most everybody's doing everything so why can't you do it because the standard right. is now 
the standard was you need to be zero to 100. Now they're like, okay, you need to squeeze wellness in there. So now you need to be at 110. And you're like, I'm sorry, that's not what this is about. But that's, this is the new norm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't, know if, I don't know if it's new. I feel like I came from a family of superwomen. Mm. So I feel like I'm conditioned to kind of get my satisfaction from doing a lot and achieving a lot. Right. So I almost, I don't know, I overachieve naturally. You know, like, okay, I'm always but- like, what next to do? Mm-hmm. You can't just not do anything. Do anything yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So with that in mind, so I did take, let's take it back. I did ask my parents once I um, was looking into the uh, superwoman syndrome. And after my therapist said to me, what do you do for yourself? And I could not come up with an answer. She's like, it's completely normal because you didn't see people in your life doing things for themselves. And she was mm-hmm. like, what did your parents do for themselves? And I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I have no idea. So I went to my parents <laughs> and I asked them, what, do, what did you do for yourselves while you were raising me? And you know what their response was? We raised you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly like, what my mother was saying. What? We raised how, you. How? How is that a response? They were like, we enjoy doing that yeah. i'm like that yeah. cannot be that cannot be something you did for yourself they're like well we never do it for nobody else we did it because we <laughs> wanted to raise you and there's a lot of pride in it too you know mm-hmm. yes i'm like that can't be an answer and a lot they're of like, pleasure yes. in like seeing your child doing well mm-hmm. as an adult so or being capable mm-hmm. as an adult because of whatever the work that you, you invest. yeah you invested in them that's mm-hmm. good i just know it breaks their heart if it, if that's not the case mm-hmm. Because right. And that's the, know. that was, that's kind of where I was going with that now, because, um, especially, so I guess what I'm, I'm kind of leading into is when you don't have everything. So for example, in my case, I have two kids, but I don't have a husband. I don't have certain things that you would expect. It's like, if you are, I guess if you're in like an African home and you're not a nurse or you're not a whatever, <laughs> do you now feel like that's stereotype? True. I'm sorry. Um, do you now feel like you have let down your parents? If you don't have children, as in the case of both of you, uh, Carrie and Char, do you feel like you've let your family down? If you don't have, like, I don't have a job that makes X amount of money. Do I feel like I let my parents down? I don't have no husband. I don't have all these things. Do I feel like I let my parents down? Should I be working towards that? Do I need to fit that into my wellness journey? All these questions. (laughs) I'm like, what the heck? No, uh, this is serious. Please, my parents check. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because that's because they spent. So, as you said, they take pride in doing that. At first, my mother was like, "I used to dance." I'm like, "Okay, when were you dancing?" Because I don't remember that. She was like, "Before I had you." I'm like, "Okay, this is the point <laughs> that I am trying to make." Yeah. Mm. And what kind this of dance? The point. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Picture mommy land. We need to put our back in dancing. <laughs> oh no, you know my you know my mother's a dance teacher, right? Y'all didn't know this? She's a what means? A dance teacher, yeah. I know. Oh, she's a dance teacher. What she loves to do. I mean, she does that now, but I'm like, before me, before us. Yeah. You did all these things, but once you had us, what did you do for yourself? And she's like, I don't know. I just raised I know. That's what I did. That's what we did. Yeah. I know personally, I feel very guilty when I let down my parents, quote unquote, you know, like if I because my mother, my parents invested a lot, like they pretty much sacrificed themselves 
um, to raise us. Um, when my dad came to America and my mom had to raise us by herself, it was rough. Like when I say rough, I mean like came for my dinner rough. And my mother gave a lot. So even now, like everything I try to do in the back of my mind, I am doing it with the intention of somehow repaying my mother for all that she sacrificed. I don't know if that makes sense. And I know my mother didn't do it for a repayment. Like she did it because she loved her kids. But for me, I want one day to be able to somewhat repay her for all the sacrifice that she made for her kids. Knowing that, you know, my mother went through a lot to raise three, three kids by herself when my dad wasn't there. You know, so I think it's one of the, I think as mothers, we do sacrifice ourselves for children to make sure they're okay. And giving up dads may have been a sacrifice that your mother made, but I'm sure it's one that she has no regret doing because as long as guys are okay, it was okay for her to sacrifice that. Maybe she wasn't able to incorporate dads in raising her kids. She she didn't know how to do, do both. Right. And that's, I mean, that's the same, that's the same with, I guess that's the same with me. And those are the things that you come to grips with. And so that's why you try to find the space. So you try to find the space for all of it. So you try to find the space to excel in your personal life while raising your kids, while doing all these things that you, that you feel good about, um, but still making sure that you find time for yourself, um, and I guess I also kind of want to know, um, and listen, I, I'm not trying to single out Carrie and Charles, just that I already know how I feel as a parent. I always want to hear from non-parents about how it feels um, in society with trying to succeed and be the superwoman and be the strong black woman and be greater than what is expected. But do you guys feel pressure with not having kids also? Um, and I mean, just pressure to be successful and what that looks like. I think maybe people always assume you have more time or less obligation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you have no kids, but they don't know if you have obligation to other family members. They don't know if you have obligation to your parents or maybe people you've, you know, take. You don't, they don't know what things you've taken on, but they just see no child. You have, you have time. You have time to do this. You have time to take this on you have availability for that and that's i that's what i think is an assumption that i think is wrong for people who might be single so maybe it could be no husband or it could be no child whichever one who might right. be single or might, who might not have children right. so that's one thing i've encountered um but if i went back to what you asked i guess i'm blessed with some very academic parents they're all mm-hmm. into are you happy are you feeling fulfilled? Good you know, like, that's we're great. Just, we're not the ones that say you don't have a man yet. <laughs> when when my grand picnic is coming, like, are you happy? And if they see they see that I'm like surrounding myself with things that you know are attractive to me, mm-hmm. if they see that I'm doing things that are fun and unusual, they love to see me travel. They love, like, I remember I was in the airport waiting on Sophie, I think, who went to Puerto Rico last mm. year. And I was like, I'm just going to sit and wait for Sophie. I didn't end up waiting because we're in different terminals. Mm. But my mom was like, oh, this is so, you guys make sure you keep doing this, you know. This is so good. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I used to do this. Yeah. No matter.
so what? Even if you're married, up. Yeah, my mom. Escape, my mom did the same go. thing too. So I think when they see <laughs> me filling, when they see me filling my life, my <laughs> life with you know trips with you guys, mm -hmm. I'll drive up and see my friend. We'll go to a concert or a comedy show. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll stop something. But you know, this is with. I think nowadays people are making a better effort of this. So, you know, you'll just yeah. take away with your friends, have a drink, whatever. I think that makes them feel good. And I right. always get, are you happy? Is this good? Is this enough? For you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's awesome. I do think, though, Shar got married at a pretty young age. So I think oh, your yeah. parents' I lens come, right, with that in with mind. With that in mind. They know I've been, yes, that right. is true. Right. That's true. Probably if I was... It's a um, my 37 scenario. and had never gotten married. Yeah. Then they'd be like, you know, having the conversations, right? That I have <laughs> oftentimes, whether it's with my mom or just regular people, right? People feel like they are at liberty to ask you, <laughs> why are you not married or why you don't have children? And I do think if you've been married before, it's like, oh, okay. I definitely you get the why you that. don't have children. Oh, of course. Right? It's, the conversation is different. There's always a benchmark that you need to meet. So if you're married and kid, if you're married and you have one kid, the question is, when are you going to have another kid? Girl, right. This man, what do you have for your me, child? This man accosted <laughs> me on Saturday. He was like, what are you having the son? I'm like, this, the daughter is just two years. That girl, you're two years you behind. The oh, my I'm gosh. Like, two Grandma. years behind? What do you mean? I should have gotten pregnant the minute she was born. Yes. I'm confused. <laughs> it's uh, my life. It he is doesn't a, even know your, your life. If you doesn't even know the trouble you had. Listen, man, no, no, the man grow. kept saying to me, the son, the son, this. I'm like, all right. What yep. if I go back and it's a girl, though? Like, what? He was like, go back yeah, again. Go back again. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> is he carrying your womb? What is happening? Girl, Why is everybody in your womb? He's in the daycare. Does he know what's happening? I'm just saying. Right? You better stop it. But it is a moving target. And I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Right. What yeah. We, right. You, there's no winning. Like what you do, I think what I've discovered, at least at this age, is you have to define success for yourself. And comparison is the thief of joy. You will right. not be happy if the comparison mm -hmm. is, am I doing better or worse than this other person mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. thing? Because there's always someone doing better than you mm -hmm. and there's always someone doing worse than you mm -hmm. and that's just life mm -hmm. so <laughs> this moving target is all it's a it's a losing game so you do get those questions and i agree with Shar in terms of the what when you're having kids question and i'm just done answering that question like, <laughs> i'm no longer answering that question you don't know my kids <laughs> there's a timer on your womb that's ticking yes, apparently Absolutely. And I get it. Most of the times for the people that love you, it is out of what they think is success and they want to see you be happy. And they're asking these questions because they think these are things that will make you happy. So I get it. It's not malintention most of the time. Right. But I also think you as the person have to become more intentional about what you define as, as success and push back those boundaries with people who are constantly imposing their own thing on you right i mean as you said it is the moving target and i feel like i want to say society but i think it's literally just generational goals that people are passing down nobody says to you um as 
outside of Shar's family, how are you doing? And of course, everybody says, how are you doing? And everybody's like, I'm great. Even when you're not great, I'm great. Everything's good. You're just living life. That is what, that is my go-to statement for everything. Because, I mean, how do you sit down and explain to people what is really going on in your life? Yeah. You don't do that with everybody. That's so you look too crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you I just pass down nobody. these goals. You just That's- passed down these goals for each other and said, well, your goal in life should be, should have to, you should be financially stable, which is, let's, let, let's talk about how this is a, this is a whole discussion that needs to be had about what, how much money that, that exactly means. Um, but to have the partner, the kids, the picket fence, and maybe a dog, depending on which country you come from. So- life. <laughs> They can't keep the picket fence and the dog. <laughs> All the lies, right? <laughs> That's a scam. Exactly. So you pass this down and then now it's generational and you feel like if you don't meet it, then you're not meeting it. Especially when you see other people doing it, right? And of course, if other people are happy with that and then you have other people portraying, portray, portraying it and they're not happy. But because they think that that is what people want to be see, want to see, especially if, if other people are encouraged by it. Oh, this person did that. Maybe I can try doing that and it makes me happy. So if it encourages other people, then why not do it? So I think it's it's almost like a circle of people mm-hmm. chasing other people. And it's just one circle of somebody running down somebody and then somebody running down somebody. And I, I don't know. It's it becomes tiring. And then after a while, I'm like, I don't care. I stop answering to how your kids should be behaving, where you should be in life, how much money you should be making at this point. Everybody has their own perception of, of how things are supposed to be. And if you feed into that, it's a, it's going to be a complete mess, I guess. Um, but I do look at things that I think this is the year that I'm like, here are things that are now becoming priority to me. And mm-hmm. I am <laughs> not thinking about this. Um, I just don't care anymore because at the end of the day, if I die, my kids are going to be the ones that are most affected. Mm-hmm. Um, none of these people are going to care. I mean, that, let's let's take that back. It's not people are going to care, but everybody's going to move on with their life, right? It's going to be harder mm-hmm. for my kids. So I need to focus on the things that are most important. So... Mm-hmm. I, I have decided that these are things that I need to focus on um, to help with my wellness. Once, when I go to sleep at night, what do I think about? What, what is important to me? Um, I'm also interested in hearing from you guys. What are the things that you would like to do consistently to promote your own wellness? For example, if traveling is most consistent for you, um, that you would like to do, you feel like it will make you happy. It feel like you feel like it will enhance your joy. It feels like it would just promote your overall happiness. Then it, that could be it. Um, but what what do you guys not do now that you feel like you should be doing more consistently to help you on this journey? I can say that January first, I decided to start this forty day fast. Um, just to, for my own spiritual growth. And within that time, I have been, I found myself that I've been studying a lot more and praying a lot more. And when I tell you that 
I studied the Bible and pray all my life, but I've been more consistent with that. And it has put me in a, such a better place. Um, a lot of questions that I had answered to, it's just like, it is my mentally, I'm in a better place. And that's something that I would definitely want to, in, um, to continue throughout 2020 is my study life. I want to definitely dig more into the Bible. I want to definitely dig more. It's my own spiritual growth. I don't want to rely on anybody else's growth anymore. I want to, I want to enhance my own spiritual growth. I want to study for myself. I want to read and get understanding for myself. That's something that I definitely have decided that I'm going to improve on for 2020. And God's grace, I hope I never <laughs> stop that journey. <laughs> it's hard though, because things is. come up. It, it things is. come up. That's so we, it, you just have to build it in that make it a priority, just like going to work every day. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly also what my therapist said. Like, I'm like, it's hard to do this. She's like, but you get up every day and Mm -hmm. go to work. Mm -hmm. So you make that a priority because you need to make money. So why is it that you cannot make yourself a priority where you have to build that in? You just, you have to, you have to build it in or else it's, it's going to be for naught. It's, it's going to be a waste. Um, so I, I do now, I mean, pretty much my weekends, I guess to me are sacred where I spend, I, I calendar out the time to make sure that things that I wanted to do for me are done at that time. I mean, I calendar out days that I go to work. I go to work from <laughs> eight 30 to four every day. Um, and I'm like, I don't really do anything outside of work during that time. Um, so why can't I carve out time to do other things? So that's what I'm doing. Um, that's true. Mm, that is true. I that, mean, that and it seems to work. That is true. And I mean, so so Fanshar, you do that now with going to church. You guys build out Listen, time to make sure that Friday you, night to Saturday night you can't journey. do certain things. That's true. Sabbath is a wellness journey. If it's the only yeah. because what happened is it's so easy mm-hmm. to quit on yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. You are raised Mm -hmm. in a way that it's not you you're keeping Sabbath for. By the time you're an adult, Mm -hmm. it is so easy Mm -hmm. to put things aside. And like, I remember when I was doing my dissertation, man, I knew I never had to write anything (laughs) from Friday evening. (laughs) I didn't care what was due. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter what. Mm -hmm. And I think people respect it too Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, she's not doing it for herself. Mm-hmm. But there needs to come a point in time mm-hmm. where people can say they're doing this for themselves mm-hmm. and others respect it too. Mm-hmm. There should be that. But yeah, I must say the Sabbath really is a lesson in put things aside. Mm-hmm. It can be done later. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that's where I learned that kind of like Absolutely. behavior. I look forward to Friday nights because I know Friday nights, Friday listen... Night. I I have no responsibility. My only responsibility on Friday night is to study my lesson, pray, and spend time with my family. That's it. Like I, there's nobody else can call That's me. The biggest win. Yeah, nobody else can call me to know. I'm going to study my lesson, pray, and spend time with my family. That's definitely a wellness time, Sean. I, I thank God. It's Friday. It's <laughs> a wonderful weekend. Don't use that as an excuse now and be like, yes, I am in my wellness. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. Mish, Mish, you speak true. Don't use it as an excuse because if Soph and I were honest, you can end up 
with your salad was full from beginning Girl. to end with all kinds of like <laughs> volunteer to and other responses, right? <laughs> so you still have to be mindful yeah. because it could be that you spend that whole time. Mm-hmm. And no, that's a Friday night experience. Yeah, because because I can't say Saturday. All things you get kind of gypped. <laughs> exactly, because then Saturday becomes a even for especially for you. you so plan, Saturday becomes yeah. this. You count money. Yep. You're driving up and down. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's a bad uh, thing. I think our mindset, the superwoman mindset. Because we could just sit down and chill, you know. Mm-hmm. But no. Mm-hmm. But no. Because this we do, have to do this. The most. And nobody else could do this. So let's do that. The most. <laughs> we have to do the most. We, we do. <laughs> and we feel good about doing the most. I must exactly. tell you. I must yeah, tell you. Yeah. See, when I had a rough week and I stayed up late and I worked mm-hmm. till midnight, I'm like, you yes, did that. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you can't accomplish <laughs> Yeah. You did. Yeah. I'm curious though, if you didn't tell anybody, like if nobody knew that you did any of these things, would you still do it? Wait, don't answer that question. We need to take a commercial break. Okay. Yeah. So I was saying, if nobody knew that you were doing any of these things, would you still do it? Like if nobody knew you were staying up, if nobody knew, like if you told nobody and nobody had any idea, would you still do it? Yeah, that's such a funny question. I just had this long conversation with Carrie on my way here. And I'm not going to share what I share with Carrie on this line. Not yet. I'm not quite ready to share with the world yet. <laughs> I'm still dealing with it myself. But the fact that you asked that question, I, I, and I was just sharing the same thing with Carrie, when you really get to know yourself, man, it's a scary thing to truly understand who you really are as a person. And I'm going to stop talking right now because I'm going to start talking about it. And I don't want to talk about it. But <laughs> get you to know we'll let Carrie talk about it. <laughs> it is a, it's, revela- it's a revelation, man. Boy, Cherry, go, go ahead, Cherry, for coming. <laughs> All righty. I can't wait to hear this story. But anyway. I want to know this story, too. Many, huh? Oh, I would say many times, no. I think many times, no. People wouldn't do as much if nobody knew but then it depends on who you are you know because some mm-hmm. people are driven mm-hmm. by this kind of diligence because many times I, but th- but that's me naturally I mm-hmm. tend to not share so mm-hmm. it'd be that no one would know anything mm-hmm. but there's right. some people who need that kind of validation, validation mm-hmm. with whatever they're doing me, no, things usually need to have to be pulled out of me. I'll mm-hmm. be sitting in my four box, my four walls with just a few people I let in, and that would be enough for me. But listen, if people are literally killing themselves up for no other reason than someone needs to know, um, that's deep, needs reevaluation. <laughs> no, it's, it's but what about? What about people who say they do it to encourage other people, not for self-validation, but they do it 
to encourage other people to do it. Like, I don't want to be killing myself off and doing 12 hours, but if I know that if I do it and I tell somebody else, they'll do it also. I think that's a problem too. That's the sole purpose of doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a balance here somewhere, right? Because the reality is as, as beings, we all want validation, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. that's normal. I think where we get it from and the extent to which we go to get it and how it impacts us. Right. There are differences there. Right. But validation, wanting that, wanting to be seen is normal. Right. I wouldn't say validation is not a bad thing. I think it's when you sacrifice yourself. Mm -hmm. That, that to me now is when the problem comes in. So you want a person saying to you, Oh, great job. That's fine. You know, it's necessary to hear that you did a good job. But when you're doing something that requires you going above what you're even capable of doing and you sacrifice your whole well-being just to get that good job, I think that's where the problem is. That's a problem. Yeah. And when you're seeking validation from the wrong people, people who can't even see it or appreciate it, you'll be bent backwards and never get what you're looking for because those people aren't prepared to give it. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, right. right, I think one of the things I think about in that, and this is a new kind of area that I'm focusing on, is when you do something, right, we're doing a lot of things for people. Some of them we're doing for ourselves, but most of it we're doing for other people sometimes. And we want them to be appreciative. We want them to acknowledge us and, and all these other things. And it's like the question becomes, do you do a thing and let it be? Right. And if the person right. acknowledges it, then fine. If not, fine too. Right. Right. And it's the same with validation, whether it's in person, on social media, wherever. Like, if I know that I'm a good person, I don't need anybody else, mm-hmm. good or bad, to say something mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I just exist mm-hmm. as a good person. And if somebody says, you suck, I'm not impacted. And if somebody says, you're great, I'm not impacted in both scenarios being able to say thank you mm-hmm. and keep it but moving. Then, but that, does that negate the whole I'm lifting you up? Uh, like no, how but- do you lift up other people then if everybody is not impacted by other people's reaction? You just say I see you. Is but it, it, dep- and it's it dep- a question. It depends on who. It Why? Because just like you're your person, mm-hmm. as you journey through life, you'll start to find your people. Yeah. They're not exactly like you, but you have some kind of synergy mm-hmm. and you and you guys either enhance each other or whatever it is. So when you get feedback from that kind of person, it feeds your soul different from if you put it on social media and somebody who you know you're not in sync with them. They don't know you. Mm-hmm. You don't really know them. And then they say something. That should hit a different place. So even if they say great or they say boo, Mm-hmm. In my mind, it hits a different place from someone who is in your you circle. validate and they validate you. I think I'm I'm in that space, that latter space you're talking about. But I think ultimately, I would like to get to a place where you connect with someone. And I say this only because I have friends who I've known for a very long time, and we right just like this circle, mm-hmm. we validate each other, but. We change as human beings. We go through things. And the question becomes, as I'm changing, your friends don't always 
meet you there. Meet you there. They right. don't always understand the change you're going through. And sometimes, if I'm being honest, I've lost some friends because we were no longer on the same page, right? So it's like, how do you not let those things impact your well-being? Yeah. Right? right. So, I mean, it's a question that I think I'm asking myself, how can I get to that place where the validation is important? Sure. But it's important to my ego. Mm, I exist no matter what. Yeah. Right. right. My ego needs to be validated. Mm -hmm. Like that's normal. I'm not trying to kill my ego. It just Mm -hmm. exists. But how can I get to the place where it's thank you, no matter what you said? I think it's an openness and understanding Mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. so seeing that person for who they are they're not only there to serve us but they're there dealing with their own experiences too so if you see maybe it's that they don't even have it to give anymore you know they're in a different place so I guess we have to really look because we can't expect that people are staying static while we're changing so yeah I guess we I guess we have a little work to do to realize that this person not in the same place or maybe I don't know don't they don't they don't have it right now mm-hmm to give to us or yeah I I think to answer your question Misha about what do I kind of want to do this year more consistently it is around bringing more awareness in that area in my life of being connected to others but really separating and being open as Char said right it's thank you no matter what's happening because the same people that are building you up, there will be a time when they don't agree when they with will you tear doing. you down. And they're not necessarily going to, some people are intentionally going to tear you down. And that's another conversation that I think Shar is tapping into that people don't mean you well. But right. people that love you don't always agree with the decisions you're making, even when you know that's the best decision for, for you right now. You know? So I, I am trying to work more intentionally in that space. And I think as uh, Soph mentioned earlier, really leaning into more spirituality. Um, I'm not necessarily interested in religion, but spirituality, right? And being more connected to people um, in a meaningful way, not just I'm connected to whatever, X amount of people on on some network of sorts. Right. So I guess essentially my question is, well, I guess it's a whole different question is are we then saying that having the drive and having the need or I mean the want to do everything may not necessarily be a bad thing especially when you are not seeking validation from the wrong people and losing yourself in the process is that what we're trying to hit that that it's not a bad thing go again I, I mean I, I would say if what you're saying is that there's balance, there's nothing wrong with wanting to excel and do really well in various areas of your life, then yes. As long as we're aware that we are, you know, parts of a whole. So we can't just right. feed in two pieces and leaving the rest to like starve, you know? And well, I think I- part of it too is the drive, having drive is okay, but just existing is okay too. Because I think there's this mm. constant like, what's next? Oh, what am I doing? What What's next? What's next? What's next? And I am very guilty of this myself. I will just say, I don't know how to do not that. <laughs> <laughs> right. But right. I think there is value in just existing in the world. 
right? And not that you're not connecting with others and not that you're not doing great things, but sometimes I think it's okay to validate and support and be okay just existing and not driving to the next goal, driving to the next thing. It's exhausting. It is incredibly exhausting. (laughs) For real. So be tired. Listen, this is the point that I'm trying to make is that I think at some point we're all tired. We're just getting to the point. And And I think... And I think we're all at the point where we're just like, you want to be a superwoman, but you also want to be very basic. You just want to be basic. You just, yes, can you we just want to be basic like, basic skits from, from... <laughs> I just want to be. <laughs> you know, that just made me think of that skit from Black Lady Sketch Show where they had the basic, the basic be. Um, you know, I didn't watch Black Lady Sketch Show. Oh. You Only you watch it. Black Ladies. Are you none of us watch you Black Ladies. You've been telling us to watch it, but none of us have watched it. You guys have to watch it. Get a, is that on Netflix? It's on um, HBO. Oh. I know, but it's so Ooh, good. Who's watching HBO? I accidentally okay. signed up. Shar is so excited. I in Jamaica thinking I could watch a movie, and then they say not in this location. <laughs> so no, excited for no that reason. HBO in Jamaica. Um, but no, it it's it was a it was a spoof on this one woman in the group was trying to be a basic B, B. and everybody else was a bad B. Oh. The one woman is like, "Oh, you trying to breathe? <laughs> <laughs> like breathe? No, man, there's no breathing here. Waist trainer on all day." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know, it's all it's it's funny, but I think it's very real. Like sometimes you just want to breathe and take a minute, and that should be okay. That should right. be part of the journey. I agree. And to be honest, when I'm most stressed, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Like to be alone. Yeah. Just to yeah. not want yeah. to do anything. To not want yeah, to be to not anyone. Do a de- yep, that works right. for me the best. When like, yep, yep, yep. I agree. I mean. And I think that's the idea that I, I mean, we pretty much got when we initially were talking about burning the superwoman cape is that the idea of what a superwoman is, we, we don't want to live up to that anymore. And that doesn't mean that we don't want to be, you don't want to be exceptional. <laughs> you have also so if you want some milk <laughs> oh god yeah so it doesn't mean that you're you can't be exceptional um but it does mean that you don't have to live up to the standards that society have, has put on you and said i need to have x y and z at this time at that place and as Carrie, I mean, this whole idea of the moving target for me is literally real life. Like you have this and you're like, you should feel accomplished, but there is just something else that society says you need to have more of. You need to have more of this. You need to have more of that. And just getting rid of that idea that you need to do any of these things, but not losing yourself or not losing the need to be exceptional is also very important. And I guess it is. And I, I also will say, Mish, I think one of the things I struggle with sometimes, especially as a, a black woman in America, 
is that you know you there is so many layers of expectations that sometimes when I say these things and I put these things into practice about like taking time for myself and really being um, mindful about not being this superwoman, right? There's also this idea like, am I not doing enough? So right. I say that to say it's not an easy balance. Um, and I want to acknowledge that because I think sometimes when we talk through things, they sound simple as like, yeah, it's not that simple. I was about to say, how right. is that now? Yeah. <laughs> it's not simple because you're not. like, you know, you're whatever field you're in, you are dealing with race oftentimes and you're like, well, I'm the only black girl here. So I, I got to be on point right. in everything I'm doing. And right. how do you balance that with just being and not being superwoman? So now that we have the, <laughs> I think all the spirituality answers. will help whether mm-hmm. it's you connecting with whatever source it is. In my case, you know, it's building a stronger spiritual relationship. Mm-hmm. I right. think when you stop tapping into secular things and secular achievements to build yourself, then you can shine despite, you know, without all the trappings of whatever box they're trying to fit us in. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I also think that um, Shard mentioned people in your circle. I think if just like you guys say, I would like to work on X, Y, and Z towards my wellness. Um, that doesn't have to go beyond your circle if, it, if you don't want it to. Now, that's mm-hmm. to say that that doesn't mean that, you know, people can't share it and use other means to build themselves up. I am not knocking anyone who posts their achievements or shares it beyond people who they really care about. But um, if you if you just stick to your circle and say, these are the things I'd like to accomplish. I want you guys to hold me accountable for that. Then I feel like it becomes a lot easier um, to shed that because as with last year, when I was like, I need to travel more. I mean, I did that and I, you, you guys are all up for it. I'm like, let's go here. Yes. Carrie's like, let's do this. Yes. (laughs) There was no, Yeah, I mean, we just, you do that because that's what we do in our circle. So I think the circle is also important. And if you don't have a, if you don't have a village, that's important. There needs to be a village. And I didn't realize how important the village was, but the village is very important. Oh, the village is Um, important, for sure. mm -hmm. Yes, there is no life without the village. So I think that's, in my world, all important. Anyway, any final thoughts on any of this? Like anything else you guys want to share? Um, anything that you guys learned, taken away from this? Um, any thoughts? I must just say it's been a real pleasure talking through this topic with you ladies. I think there's a lot of good things that we've come up with and a really lot of new insights. Yep. So agreed. For me, this has been like a plus plus. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I yes, I agree. As I said, um, we're initially when we did the podcast, it was just like we should do a podcast. But as I am on my own personal wellness journey, I find it very helpful when we've talked about things and walk through things, and I get ideas and um, 
you know what's going to happen is now that we're talking about this, it's going to be on Instagram as in the topic. All of a sudden you're seeing quotes come up and you're I'll, I'll send stuff to you guys like, no, so big brother, big brother. What is happening? <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> <laughs> so I find that um, as I'm talking through things, I really get like inspiration. I really get knowledgeable about it. So this is helpful. Just talking through it is helpful. So, I mean, I wellness appreciate that. Wellness was the wellness 2020. Wellness. Yes. Okay. Okay, okay, so I guess on that note, I guess we can wrap up um, our discussion. Thank you, guys. It was great. Friends, that's all for today's episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa. Thanks so much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the virtual world, but you were here with us. We hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at relationship pasa pasa, all one word, if you are on the social media situations. We can't wait to hear from you. Like seriously. We can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good.